You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're on the subject of renewing the mind. We're going to go a little different direction today. I'm going to take you to 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. I'm going to use the ESV on this one. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Now, we're going to explain that thoroughly in this lesson. Uh, want to do some elementary establishing here first. God creates through His Word. If God is going to create anything, the Holy Spirit works to do that, but the Word of God has to be spoken first. The Holy Spirit was involved in the creation of the world. He was enforcing the Word of God, but God spoke the Word first. Now we see Him doing this exact thing in the first chapter of Genesis, Genesis 1-3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So God spoke before he did it. Hebrews 11-3, the New Testament explanation. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. Keep that word in mind, framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, the Greek word here, Katartizo, tizo, uh, is translated framed, and it means completely furnished. In other words, what God creates with His Word is complete and it's perfect. It also can be translated as right ordering and arrangement. So this word was used to describe the unique creative act involving the virgin birth. This is Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 5. Wherefore, when he, Messiah, comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you would not, but a body you prepared me. Now this is fascinating to me. This is what Jesus the Word said to the Father just before he left heaven and entered into the womb of Mary. He said, Sacrifice and offering you would not. In other words, you didn't want to continue the system of animal sacrifices. But a body, that's going to be the sacrifice. But a body, you prepared me. You framed a body for me. Now that is amazing. God created our spirits when we received Christ with the power of His Word. Once again, when He wanted to change us, He did what He always does to create. He spoke. 1 Peter 1, 22-23, again the ESV. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. 
So the new you, your spirit, the deepest you, was created by God Himself. He did that with a word. That's the way He always creates us. Being born again by the incorruptible seed, the word of God. This word is also used of the creation of Jesus' human body in Mary's womb. It is the word framed. Now, this is interesting. We were created or framed inwardly. Christ was not created and framed inwardly because he was not created. He was the eternal word who existed with the Father through the ages past. Now, this was an eye-opener to me when I came to faith in Jesus because I had seen Jesus as the baby born in Bethlehem. And when I began to read the Scriptures and saw, especially in the Gospel of John, that He pre-existed with God. He was known as the Word of God. He was put into the womb of Mary by supernatural act of the Father, that He had always been with the Father, that He was there from the very beginning. When I began to understand that, I thought, wow, I thought He came into existence at Bethlehem, but that's not so. He is God. And so what God did at Nazareth, not Bethlehem. Bethlehem, the process is complete and he's expelled into the world in his fully developed little baby body. But at Nazareth, what God did is he planted a body inside Mary. In other words, the word of the Father impregnated Mary's egg and a body was formed or framed for Jesus. He did not need to have a spirit created. You and I, on the other hand, when we are born again, God frames in us a new spirit. He gives us a new spirit by the power of His Word. So He did not need to create a spirit for His Son because He was God the Word. Now, we already had bodies. So we did not need a body created in the way that the Christ did. We needed our spirits recreated, similar but different. So we then are the ones who purify our souls. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 22 again. Having purified your souls. Who did that? God? No, we did that. We purify our own souls by our obedience to the truth. In other words, when I began to obey the Scriptures, I read the Scriptures and said, that's talking about me. This is true of me. I agree with this. This is my heritage. I am the righteousness of God. I am forgiven of my sins. I am seated up here in these heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 1. I am these things. When you agree with those things, and by the way, do you know that there are more than 130 occasions in the New Testament where the Scriptures use the phrase, in Christ, or in Him, or in whom? Meaning that I was put into Him. You were put into Him. Now, can you imagine Jesus being a slave to the devil after His resurrection? He wasn't a slave to the devil even before His resurrection, but He certainly wasn't after His resurrection as He was Almighty God raised from the dead with a glorified body. You and I are in Him. We are not just believers in Him. We are actually in Him. So we have been rescued from that power. We have authority. Our spirits 
are the spirits of Christ. We have Christ in us. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to Him. All who belong to Him have that Spirit of Christ inside. It doesn't say that we're perfect in our behaviors, but we do have this Spirit of Christ in us, and we are growing toward being more and more like Him all the time. That's the process of sanctification. So we are the ones who purify our souls. Now, keep this in your thinking. What recreated your spirit? The Word of God. You had to hear the Word of God in order to be saved. When you heard the Word of God and you believed on the Word of God and you confessed what God says to confess, you said something, you released the power of the Word of God to remake your spirit. Now, I remember... I'd been saved for probably three to four weeks, and my uncle, who was a pastor, came to visit. And I said, i, I got to talk to you, because there are days that I do not feel saved. I do not feel like God is with me. I, I don't feel Him. I go to church, and sometimes I feel very close to God, and I can feel His presence there. But there are times when I don't feel the Lord. And typically, you don't feel the Lord when you're not around other believers, and when you're alone, or you're in a place where there aren't many believers. And so I felt the most alone when I was at school and I didn't feel the presence of the Lord there. And there weren't many kids living out their faith there. And so I told him, I don't know that I'm saved. He said, let me ask you this. And he read me from Romans chapter 10 verse nine, read this to me, best thing he could have done that if you shall confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, or that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I want to ask you, he said, did you do that? I said, yes, I did that. And if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, do you believe that? Yes. He said, then you shall be saved. He said, is the Bible a lie? Not true or false. Is it a lie? I said, no, it's not a lie. Then he said, then you're saved. What's lying are your feelings. And your feelings are not the arbiter of truth. Your feelings are not the final word. You have to learn to rest on the Scripture, not on your feelings. Can I tell you, that turned on a light in me. I didn't learn how to walk it out completely right then. It was a process, but i got to tell you, I learned how to quit living by my feelings. And when you live by your feelings, where God's with me, no, He's not. I don't feel Him. I don't know if He's here. He may be mad at me. I don't know what's going on right now. It's a roller coaster. You're up and down. And it's a miserable existence. And like I said earlier in another podcast, sometimes the sinners are actually more at peace than you are because you're living in that roller coaster world where you think that God's happy with you, then He's not. Think He's happy. And you're gauging everything totally by your emotions. Emotions are wonderful servants. They're horrible masters. You know, I'll tell you like this. There were a few girls that I went to school with. And I went to two different high schools, three different high schools. And they were really cute. And, and they didn't want just one boyfriend. They wanted loads of boyfriends. And they wanted every boy to like them. And they knew how to bat those eyelashes and charm boys. And, and what they wanted was they wanted followers. And they wanted guys to go gaga over them. And when you gave in and began to follow them, 
They dropped you like a hot potato because they had you. They knew that they conquered you. They knew that you would want to go after them. And once they knew that, they were done with you. They only lingered in order to get you hooked. And, I, and, and you know, I suppose guys do the same thing as well. I didn't think about it as a high school kid because I am a guy. So, uh, But guys can probably do the same thing. But the point I want to make is this. Your feelings are just like that. They want you to follow. And when you follow them, they turn on you so quick, and your feelings can just be cruel to you. And that's why you don't want to follow your feelings. You become the master of your feelings. You choose how you're going to live. And when you do that, it's amazing how your feelings say, okay, I'll go along with that. And that's exactly what happens. Well, that's all the time I have for this lesson, but we will pick up here tomorrow. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.